This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. If we examine the sources on Jewish parenting carefully, we will soon discover that the primary principle of Jewish parenting is that all acts of parental discipline must be accompanied by and set in the context of expressions of parental love. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. As parents, we're meant to teach and instruct, but perhaps most importantly, we're role models. So my dear friend and fellow Jewish educator and podcaster, Yael Terush, wrote an article about parenting principles. In the article, she highlights Jewish psychologist and parenting expert Wendy Mogul's book called The Blessing of a Skin Knee. In this article, she quotes the idea that children will only accept your guidance and heed your advice if they respect you. If you don't teach your children to honor you, you'll have a very hard time teaching them anything else. It is, after all, the fifth commandment to honor your parents. But why is it so hard, especially in these trying times? And how do we get them safely into adulthood when they're so very much pulling them from the essential wholesomeness and innocence of peaceful family life? As a parent, I find that sometimes the final frontier of attempting to control one's children is using money or bribery to control behavior. I've always felt that this is a dangerous path, given that our role as Jewish parents is not to use bribes or money as a means of teaching anything, but to teach the importance of generosity and tzedakah, charity. I remember my pediatrician once told me, bribes only last so long, so enjoy them while they're still working. When a child is toilet training, for example, he said candy bribes can be very effective, but as they get older, scream time and the gift of some electronic or other or some coveted item can be a bribery method that works as well. But at one point, they simply stop working, you know. I remember with soul-numbing, embarrassing clarity the day that one of my sons yelled at me in frustration after I once again told him, that's it, I'm taking your computer. And you know what he said? He said, take my computer, take my PlayStation, take my food, take the air I breathe. You can take whatever you want. I just don't care. Nothing works anymore. I don't care. And I was breathless in fear. It was as if he was telling me that I no longer had any influence over his behavior and that penalties and bribes and consequences were no longer effective. And it was a moment of truth that every parent faces. What happens when one's kids are willing to risk the penalty in order to do the crime? How do we continue to parent properly when a tried and true tactic stops being effective? In his article, The Jewish Parent, Dr. Sanford Drobe wrote the following. If we examine the sources on Jewish parenting carefully, we will soon discover that the primary principle of Jewish parenting is that all acts of parental discipline must be accompanied by and set 
in the context of expressions of parental love. The Talmud advises, A child, discipline him with the left hand and draw him closer with the right hand. This means that the stronger hand of kindness and forgiveness should always be administered in a heavier hand than the weaker, less frequent use of the weaker left hand. Although as a lefty, I was not always so savvy to this one. (laughs) Anyway, Dr. Drobe goes on to write that advice to the same effect is also found in Proverbs. Here's the quote. For he whom the Lord loves, he admonishes like a father who appeases his son. A passage which the Torah commentator Rashi interprets to mean that God is like a parent who disciplines his child in order to change his behavior, but then appeases and soothes him with words of affection. We find in Proverbs, Chasten your son, for there is hope, but set not your heart on his destruction. So what do we have left to work with when you can't even take away the air that they breathe? What we have... What we've always had, if we're mindful, is the relationship. The inherent desire in most kids is to please their parents, to not disappoint them, to make them proud. And so, when we prioritize the relationship above all else, it stands to reason that most kids will stay pretty close to keeping you pleased. Often, It's our anxiety about trouble befalling our children that makes us tend towards controlling and punitive behavior. Even the meekest among us can become like a mother lion when we sense danger for our kids. And this is natural. It's utterly normal. But as our children grow and mature, we must learn to tolerate the inevitable pain of separation that often comes with the differentiation process. And sometimes it is, as they say in Hebrew, dafka, means just because, that they will test the limits. You know, there's a famous idea in our wisdom that instead of punishing and shaming, we appeal to our child's higher soul by saying, that behavior's beneath you rather than, how can you be so selfish, so defiant, so fill in the blanks? The meta message there is that you see your child as a lofty and precious gem, that anything that tarnishes their shine, diminishes their sparkle, betrays their essence. You know, I've found certain statements to be effective ways of not feeling like you rolled over and looked away, but rather a way of communicating both your disapproval and your trust at the same time. Try this one. Sweetheart, I love you so much, but I just can't put a stamp of approval on your choice. I trust that you're open to examining why this alarms me, and you'll give it the thought that it deserves. And then you'll walk away. Or how about this one? You know, I'm deeply uncomfortable with this behavior, this attitude, this language. It's not the standard I believe you hold for yourself. Nevertheless, I know that you will give this matter thought and consideration. I just want the best for you. Or my all-time favorite for rudeness and chutzpah, I cannot let you speak to me in that manner. It's not good for you, and it's not good for me. Implied here is that we're in this relationship together, that we both suffer when it's threatened. It says in the Talmud that there are three partners in the making of man, the father, the mother, and God. This means that when you're struggling, don't forget to speak, or what we just call pray, to the third party in all of this, God. 
Anyone who has raised a teenager knows what it means to pray. Anyone who's faced health challenges knows that there's no atheist in a foxhole. But in my reality, it's the day-to-day conversations with our Creator that hold me accountable to being my best self in the face of the difficulties in raising children. This week, can you examine your relationship with your child and determine what needs to happen to increase trust and closeness? What can you do to restore the love that exists between you and your child, even if it appears to be buried under a mountain of resentment and acting out? Can you consider suspending all discipline in the short term as you rebuild the natural positive interdependency that you once had? Because we're so much more effective when there's trust and there's good energy. And on the very worst days, I find myself singing my own version of that Beatles standard. Oh, I get by with a little help from Hashem. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.